0: Hey y'all, this is Haley. Welcome to Killer Thoughts into the human mind. I'm ecstatic to invite Matthew and Cito with me today. We're going to be talking about what makes a killer become a killer. Some basic psychology facts about killers. I've got a couple questions for them first though. Are pivot points in a person's life more external or internal, like within the killer themselves?
1: I think that's got to be internal. Like pivot points in their life because it makes them internally just want to do something bad. Let's say something happened when they were a child then when they grow older, they might have those bad intentions.
0: Matthew, any thoughts?
2: I would also say internal. It's something that, like what Cito said, like something that happened in their uh, childhood that just like carried on with them as they grew up, just like they could just have like a dislike towards something or just um, something could have happened to them and it's just carried on into the future that just affects their um, choices.
0: Yeah, I really like how you brought that up. Like... um well what about like external because it could have been like a physical thing that happened to them when they were younger too but it that could be leading up to the internal like emotions and things that they have within themselves
2: exactly i mean i would say that internal could be affected by external right like maybe um they just don't like trees or something because like when they were younger like a tree fell on them right uh that could lead to them just like ...wanting to just cut down every tree in sight.
1: I think external is more of a motive sort of thing. Like, if you look at the instance from the FedEx guy and the little girl... ...he literally... ...there was probably nothing that happened to him internally. He just felt like killing someone, apparently.
0: Yeah. Um, My second question is... ...does genetics play a key factor in the development of a killer's mind? And I'm actually going to be talking about the Jeffrey Dahmer case... ...because it is a very gruesome case. Like, he was an awful person... Um, there was actually an instance when he was in prison and after he had died, his mother wanted to get uh, studies taken on his brain to see like what made him like this. And a lot of people believed it was because of his father, Lionel Dahmer. He had some really bad thoughts like Jeffrey did. It was, he didn't express those thoughts though and he didn't act on them. He was exactly almost like Jeffrey though in those thought process ways. That he wanted to hurt these people, he wanted to send harm to them. That's what I think is really interesting. But like Jeffrey Dahmer's mother was no different; she was more of like an alcoholic. But I feel like Lionel Dahmer was a really big uh, key factor in like the genetics when it comes to like the Dahmer case. You got any questions on that? Or no, I, th- I think oh, I genetics
1: think can definitely play a factor. But then also, on the other hand, it doesn't have to play a factor. So you just got to take it with a grain of salt if you're going to say genetics is the reason.
0: Yeah. And then my last question is, why is the structure of the brain so significant?
2: Uh, I would like to say some on this. I did some uh, external research, and the uh, there's a specific part in the brain. I'm going to try and pronounce this. The... Uh oh my goodness, this amygdala or something I don't know how to say it it's such a big word but amygdala. so pretty amygdala Oh thank you Anyway so it's the part of the brain that kind of just like um processes like reactions and stuff um like fear aggression you know so- social interactions and among research it could be seen that um most like killers have like kind of, like, the part of their brain is, like, a bit smaller, meaning that it's not as powerful as, like, processing. So it can um, then to be uh, led to that, like, if most killers aren't born with, like, as big as this part of in the the brain, um, it could just lead to them, like, thinking differently, processing stuff differently. And just, like, as most people would see, like, oh, you can't do this, they would be like, well, this maybe could be justified in, like, this certain way. do you believe
0: it should be justified
2: though no i mean i don't think it could be (laughs) justified i'm not saying it should be justified i'm just saying there's a different thought process right yeah if like the differences between um someone who like has those thoughts and someone like we could have like the same thought but if i had like the smaller part this part of the brain is smaller right it could make me think that, like, oh, well, you know, I think, like, you know, this could be differently in my perspective. Like, my past experiences, the way I see things, the way uh, I process things so internally. So,
0: does it basically not give the right, but it makes them believe, like, internally, like, I have the right to do that, then? Do you believe that, like, those killers have that in their mind?
2: Um, uh, pro- I mean, I couldn't say for sure I would say that as I was reading the article this wasn't necessarily made um for like serial killers it was more just like a research like non you know non-biased research on like the brain itself mm-hmm. so as the evidence could point towards it I can't necessarily say for sure that this like you know say it directly
0: yeah There is one more thing that I want to talk about before we end. Um, The difference between a psychopath and a sociopath. So many believe that serial killers are just born psychopaths, and people don't really know the difference between the two. So a psychopath is someone who's born. Like, you're born a psychopath. There's just something missing in your brain, like you talked about, Matthew. And then a sociopath, you're formed into that. A traumatic event in your young childhood or when you're older can form you into the way that you are. And um, they're very similar. Like, there's no empathy, there's no emotions, things like that and they believe certain things are justified so i believe that that is a total key player into like someone's mind who is a killer like they don't have the emotions that aren't processed but that doesn't give them the right to act on those things yeah,
1: and i think that ties back to what matthew was just talking about about the brain development right there i think that type of brain development could be more like a psychopath because they're born with that they're born with the not right type of brain and i think Um, it's more internal. On a sociopath, like something happened to them that makes them want to act upon something or kill something.
0: Yeah, the two are very similar. That's all for today, guys. I would love to thank Matthew and Cito for joining us on the show today and helping us all, criminal psych junkies, understand more about killer brains. Make sure you go check out our social media and follow our podcasts on Spotify and Apple Music. If you would like to be updated sooner for our weekly shows, be sure to check out our Patreon as well. We all have one final question remaining, though. What really makes a killer a killer? Tune in next week to find out. Until then, stay curious.